Welcome to the Wellbeing and Career World podcast. I'm delighted to be chatting with an award-winning author, former executive in the high-tech industry, and a mother of eight children. Stepmother to seven, they were never all at home at the same time. She's a Christian mystic and a Reiki level two healer. She's currently writing her third memoir titled Love, Becoming One with Parker, from her house next to a lake in Florida, viewing lake, not swimming lake, because, well, alligators. And on today's podcast, we'll be chatting about living your best life spiritually. A very well welcome to the podcast, Margaret Agard. How are you today, Margaret? I'm I'm great. It's happy. It's happy. It's good to be with you, David. I am well, happy to be with you. <laughs> so generally, I, I gave a brief introduction um, about your background. Before we start all of that, where are you right now on planet Earth? Currently, we live in Florida on a lake. I always wanted to live in a lake, on a lake, but... Um, problem with florida is it has alligators oh dear okay and do you get them coming up into your your property do they say hello we've been pretty lucky that we we have only seen a couple of small alligators yeah the neighbor now she's had a couple of big alligators on her her lake there's lots of lakes in florida we're sinking actually oh dear so what so what happens then i'm sure the alligators are happier sinking because at least they have extra food but i mean what what happens then when they come up do you have to call the police or to get no you can you can they won't come get them unless they are uh threatening so yeah okay so how do you know they're threatening i mean did he abuse you or kind of like they kind of get off i don't know i guess you're dead hey it was threatening i don't know (laughs) i mean the neighbor got rid of one because it ate her little dog but oh, the wow. second one is just as large as eight feet long and she's i'm like call them i thought you could just call them and she said no it has to be threatening livestock or something now we have a neighbor with peacocks have you ever heard of peacocks i have yes yep yeah you know how loud that is and um so i was like well do you think we could get it to eat a peacock and right. then we could get rid of two things <laughs> So, I mean, but when they said like it's been, you know, aggressive or threatening, I mean, how far? You mentioned the dog kind of went missing. So what are we talking about the level? Are you talking about a human being has to be attacked before no, they do something? they came and got it because it went after the dog. And I'm I'm, I'm not 100% sure I should call. I, it hasn't been an issue for us. So I haven't really checked. because Right. And where yeah. are you in Florida? Because I know a lot of people go to the, the theme parks. I'm not going to mention them and stuff like that. But is it quite... I mean, I've been to Florida a few times myself, but is it quite we're, renowned in certain areas around Orlando, Miami? We're about, we're about an hour and a half north of Orlando. We're okay. in, it's called the forest. We're in the forest. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, lots of trees. And to make everybody jealous, I know it's summertime here in Europe. What's what's the weather like now at Florida? Is it quite humid and sticky and thunderstorms? And Yes. Yes. So you don't have to be jealous. All right. <laughs> it's all those things. <laughs> and it's in the 80s Fahrenheit 90s maybe 90s 90s I mean you can wait be jealous in January but right now don't be jealous oh okay that's fair enough all right so okay we move on then so we'll give you an introduction with your background so can you let our listeners know a little bit more about yourself well I I have always felt a connection to God and wanted a deeper one and at the same time I have a degree in math and I was one of the few women executives in the high-tech industry and so I, I was busy. And at the same time, I was the mother of eight children. And I, um, and this was all happening in my 40s. And was the sole financial support for that family. Right. And so I was busy. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> and, and just 
just to make things interesting, I decided to finish my degree. I had only a couple semesters left at university to finish my degree in math. And at the point we're talking about, many high-tech companies were going public. And when you right. go public, you need to show the what's good about your executives. So it's nice to have a degree on there, not just experience. So that's what I was doing. Mother of eight, sole financial support, executive in the high-tech industry, and finishing up my last couple of semesters at university. So tell me this, Margaret. So eight, mother of eight, I mean, how was that? I mean, do you know all their names? <laughs> do I do. you know where they I'm were all the time? I even know the grandkids' names. A little, little sketchy on the great-grandkids. But <laughs> I can tell you, um, I... I, um, my mother had a large family and she had her last child in her forties. And I thought, yeah, I don't want to do that. I do want a good sized family, but I'd like to be done like by the time I'm 30. So what happened is I had all eight and 11 years. And the reason I like to point that out is we had eight before we had our first teenager. So it was like, oh, it's too late now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are they all grown up now? Are they? the eight? Oh yeah. They're fine. They're all doing well. And how many grandchildren do you have? Uh, 19. 19. Wow. I mean, I'm, I've am i been around a while, so I'm in my 70s now. So I'm talking about things, a type of life I've been living for 30 some years, and it started in my 40s. And the children then were in their early teens to late, like early 20s. Some were going to college. Because in Ireland, we usually say when you have a large family, I mean, did, did you have no TV in the house? So, I I say that to people. They right. they kind of look at the family and say, "No, we didn't have a television." So <laughs> here we are. Well, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so so then, so why then did you leave the fast paced life of the high tech industry? What 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 was the what was the the reason behind it? Was like it was a did something bad happen? Did, no, you, know, no, you mentioned no. you had your kids and everything was probably kind of stressful. I don't know, but why? Well, it was a a stressful time just during those years when they were getting up and starting to leave and taking a lot of time. But I knew there was an end to that coming, that as they finished college and took off, that eventually I would be home by myself because I was single. And I had a 20-year plan for myself. And it included that the company I worked for, that I would uh, move up in that company. They had uh, a 20-year growth projection and you know, when you're growing, you need people. And I thought, well, as soon as my last child is out of the house, I'm going to move up even higher because I'll be able to travel, couldn't really travel when they were home. And so that was my plan. I had a 20-year plan. But as I said, I started turning my to-do list, my daily to-do list over to God. And at some point, he's like, "Um, you're going to get married again, and you're going to leave the high-tech industry, write books, serve missions, do things that are Let's just say they weren't on my plan. The only thing that was on my plan that came through is I wanted to live on a lake and I am on a lake, but I forgot to say one without alligators. Now, if I, I think I should have said that. But. <laughs> <laughs> is he just being mischievous? Is it? Actually, I do think so. I do think he he's, has a sense of irony. <laughs> can I ask then, is, and this is from somebody like, I think I explained this to you before. Um, obviously people have a different look of what God is or who God is to them and um, what, what is have you got a picture of God in your head you know what what, what does is it he or is she does I mean 
just just to clarify, because we're in this world at the moment that there's so many different possibilities and people believe different things. So in, in your own, what is God to you? I, I do base mine on um, the Bible, and which he says we're created in his image and that we, hmm, and that we're his children. And so I do think of him as having uh, a human form, but with an exceptional sense of, I don't know how his brain works, but certainly a sense of that. And that he exists outside of time. He isn't limited as we are by time. And I also believe I have a heavenly mother. So there you go. I, but I feel like this is my time with my father. You know, if you ever, if you have a family or if you were in a family where sometimes you just went off with your dad and did something so your mom could get a break. Yeah. And this is how it feels. This is my time with the father. So, and I believe I'm eternal, that I existed before I came here, that I'll exist after. So, yeah. And do, do you talk, do you talk to God daily? And does he answer you daily? I mean, yes. how does it work? Because for me, this is just trying to get a picture, is I I brought, I brought up in a family in Ireland, which is uh, you know Catholic family. Right. And great, uh, big believers in God. Yeah. And it's, it's just trying to get that um, belief continually going in my own mind. Because obviously you see a lot of things going on in the, in the world on a daily basis and I've seen things in different parts of the world and I, I kind of doubt it sometimes of God but I believe in people that have been here like maybe family members before and um, I might talk to them but for you uh, talking how, how does it start I mean just in the morning time is it, is it all the time just when you need right. well sure <clears throat> all the time but I so the way my faith grew is in my 20s, I heard someone say that, you know, after she prayed, she waited to hear what God might say back. And I and I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what she's talking about. Uh, so I actually went to God and said, I don't know how to hear that voice that people say they hear. I know it's more a thought than a voice, but how do I discern which of the thoughts in my head, the ones that are going, what thoughts are she talking about? I don't know, thoughts. Um is actually the voice of God and which is just my ADHD speaking. And so that's what I wanted to know. What, who, who are you? And I had some experiences right after saying that prayer. So always pay attention. If you say a prayer, probably pay attention that I felt uh, thoughts come that I should help someone. Right. And I, I kept blowing it off. And the third time the thought came, I was like, oh, maybe this is God. And so when I acted on the thought, the person actually said, people don't always tell you this, but this person actually said, we have been praying and, and you showed up with our answer with what we needed. And that happened three times in the same week. And so I began to get a sense of this. It's a good thought, a thought to do something, or at least let's say it's not a bad thought. And the thought would keep coming back. And that's when I began to recognize, uh, oh, 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 this is probably not me. Because usually when I blow a thought off, I'm done with it, right? I'm yeah, done. right. So, yes, that's how it started. And that was in my 20s. So I began to actually listen to that voice and sometimes ask it questions. So sometimes I would, and I'm calling it a voice, but it is a thought. Okay. Right. So this just happened recently. I felt like I felt like a, a woman was doing so much for other people. Her husband was in the hospital. Her mother had recently died. I mean, she was middle-aged and her mother was older. Still, she missed her. And 
just, it seems like she was struggling. And I said, oh my gosh, and she's helping all these other people. I should take her something. I, I'm thinking, and I hate to cook, by the way. So if I bring you something, <laughs> no, I'm doing it completely out of love because it's not the love of cooking. And I said, I think I should make her maybe my good chicken noodle soup that people like and 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 take it over to her for dinner because her husband was in the hospital. And I was like, when is she eating? And the thought came, yes, but take her a chocolate cake. And I thought, hmm, are you sure about that? Because I think she has diabetes. And the answer was yes, take her a chocolate cake. I said, okay, so I'm still praying. I'm thinking I was planning to do it on Thursday, but since you're very specific about what I should take her, is there a specific day I should take it? And he said, Thursday's good, take it Thursday. So I show up with this chocolate cake on Thursday. And actually I told her because I know she believes in God. I actually told her before I came, look, I'm bringing you something. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but when you see it, I don't want you getting upset with me. It, because this is what God said to bring you. Okay. So blame it all on God. Okay. And I show up with this chocolate cake on Thursday and she didn't really say much. You know, I asked her how her husband was doing. We had a short conversation, but she just was kind of staring at the cake. And since I knew she had diabetes, I thought, well, I don't know. And, but then she told another friend that evening, she said, I, I just didn't even know what to say. I was so t- overwhelmed. I was so lonely. I was especially missing my mother and my father. And she said, Thursday was my mother's birthday. And that's why she was kind of depressed thinking about her. And she said, and the next day, Friday is my father's birthday. And both of them, their favorite cake is chocolate cake. So I come walking through the door saying, God sent you this, a a chocolate cake. And I think she said, just, I can't even tell you. She said how much it touched me and how loved it made me feel. And that's, that's that's nice. I mean, that's you, you said there. You said loved there again, and you mentioned that a few moments ago. Do you think that the love is gone? No. Let's let's put it aside a little bit from the God and the love. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the world in general? I know there's good people out, there's bad people out there. We we get yeah. it. But do you think what you did that gesture that you did? with a chocolate cake and you 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 were very caring and considerate and the person receiving it was so happy. Do you think that's all stopped now? Do you think people have stopped caring? No, I absolutely don't. I think people care very much. And I, I like to say, I think we're all after the same goal. We just have different methods of what we think will get us there. And I know when people pay attention and look around, they see people doing good stuff. You know, people always say, oh, when you when times are hard and you're running out of food or toilet paper, whatever they ran out of in Ireland, in the U.S., yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> like, toilet oh, paper, yeah, we can eat toilet paper. That. <laughs> but fortunately, we have plenty of leaves. But anyway, I was like, what we saw was people sharing. That's what we saw. Did we see people coming out with guns to take your toilet paper? No, no. They, said, oh, are you out? Well, I have more than I need. Let me bring it. To me, that is how people really act. That's who I see all the time. I I do know people have gone through some terrible things in their lives. And where I live is where those kinds of people come to hide out, is how I put it. They are recreating basically the life they grew up in with lots of crises and trauma and financial issues until they get healed. And so I spent a lot of time with people who 
who I know their background is physical, violent, sexual abuse as children. And I see them even more than others willing to share, willing to help as much as they can. Right. That must be that must be hard on them as well. But can I ask Margaret the okay, we, we move out, out of the, the love part. We yeah. spoke about that. And I, I was just gonna add this, David. People put this up all the time. I hate people, or they put these things up like, hey, if you do anything to my grandchild, I'm taking you out. Like who talks like that? I so what I put up is Every time someone shares something that they saw a person do unexpectedly kind, I just put up, I love people. I put, I love people up all the time because I think we need to get back to, I love people instead of constantly expressing that I hate people. Do you think that Margaret, even based on what you said there, do you think the society, you know, the posting this information, there's a bit of anger. Do you think they've reached burnout? Are they just are they just fed up with life? Have they lost focus? In your own opinion, I mean, I know you you you're 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 you still have that goal and that focus, and you know, I'm sure positivity as well. But do you think you just you see a lot of negativity these days? Do you think people are just latching onto that now and are angry? I, I do, but I don't think they want to be, and that is why I go on a podcast and share this message, like. God is there and he will bring you to the life that you want. Don't even know you want, don't even know you have the talent for sometimes a life you're going to love. And in the process, he will have you helping people. He doesn't generally send us out to become Mother Teresa in India. He generally sends us to take a chocolate cake to the neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he has us do. So and be kind. And be kind. Yeah. What what I mean, what and did... when you are, David, you're happy. I'm happy. I was happy when that happened. That made me happy. And you felt good. I, and I and I can relax. And I'm not saying I was happy while I was actually making the cake, since I don't like to bake. But I was really <laughs> happy after I finished it and got it over there. Yeah. What did friends and family think? I mean, okay, let, let's kind of keep this as 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 open as possible so what do friends and family think so you left this high-tech career you're now reaching out to god i mean did did and let's be blunt did people say oh, margaret's lost it margaret's crazy what's no, doing no, she has this, I don't think she has so. this high-flying job what is she up to i don't no i don't think so i think people because i was still okay financially i was still okay yeah. After I left, especially when the kids moved out. I mean, God, you, I don't know if you have children or had them, David, but I can tell you. I do. Once they move PDs. out. Yeah. Yes. You have so much money after they leave that you're just astounded. Um, but <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, wow, um, I didn't know I had this much money. So I was fine, even without that high tech job. And there was other ways to bring money in and that I, and I did that. And so um, I, People have known my commitment to God since I was small. Right. And my children were raised knowing that. They've chosen their own path. Some also will, you know, belong to a church. Others don't. But I can tell you, they all know to, how to hear that voice. Right. They all have learned that. 
And I raise them, taking them to do things for people. We, in the inner city in Washington, D.C., we lived outside of there. There's a place called So Others Might Eat. And I would take them over in the summer one day a week to help fix the meals and serve them. Or Habitat for Humanity, helping people, you know, build decent houses for people. I would take them there on a Saturday. And so they learned the joy of giving and helping. And they learn to hear the voice and what they do with it is now up to them. And But I do know that they listen. Do, I mean, you mentioned they're helping and, and, and giving. I mean, is it now that there's always a financial burden? Because, and this is no criticism to any charities out there, but it just seems to be that when you walk down the street in Dublin, not all the time, but there's charities there wanting 10 euro, 20 euro. And I've seen it in other countries as well. And there was right. one example I had where, and this is a true story. I'm not going to mention the charity, but okay. big, big, big charity around the world. And I was at this event and they gave me, I think it was a pen or something like that. And then they, they said, oh, can we contact you? And I went, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. So anyway, I got a phone call, I think about three or four days later from one of their reps uh on the on the phone and they asked would I make a donation and I said sure I'll make a donation so I says how much do you want we'll just say for example Margaret between you and I we'll say 100 euro okay okay and they said oh no could you could you make a monthly donation and I said no 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 I I don't want to give you my bank account details I'm just willing to pay one off say 100 euro and uh, they wouldn't take it so now this is a big organization, I'm not going to embarrass them because at the uh-huh. end of the day, I think a lot of charities now, maybe their businesses, I don't know. Um, but do you do you think in your own opinion that it's easier to give a charity 10 or 20 euro, for example, and then it is to help somebody for free? I do think that for many people, giving money, even when they don't have a lot of money, is easier than giving time. Yeah. But... I like to give time too. So, and we're careful about the charities. There are a few sites that will give you information on the charity. I've forgotten the names of them now, but they're easy to find. And how much goes to overhead and how much actually goes to what they say their charity is about. Correct. So we always check on those sites before we give. And the sites we give to, um, we we give to... uh, I, I don't know what they call them over there, but children who are in foster care. Right. So, and when they age out of foster care, we give out, we give to some charities who work with them, who provide the mentors who would treat them the way a parent might when a child first moves out. And so we give to that charity. We give to a charity down in Guatemala to mothers who basically spend their day in the dump, trying to come up with things they can recycle and sell. And they're, children are taken care of in school and that's, that's become very successful. Their children are graduating from high school and very few do in Guatemala. So we give to charities like that. And also those are charities that we can help with. Right. So that's what we do. Oh, and I do St. Jude because who doesn't do St. Jude? <laughs> but here's the bad thing about St. Jude. Before I started giving to St. Jude, they were always sending me um stickers you know like return address stickers for my envelopes and as soon as i started giving them money they stopped sending me the stickers and i thought hmm, i kind of wish i hadn't done that now but i do give to saint jude 
So, well, what, why did they, why did you think they did that? Well, I don't know. And I'm not going to call and ask him. I'm just like, okay, now I know they've got me. And so they don't have to send me the little stickers because usually when they sent the stickers, they send an envelope where you make a donation. Right. So, yeah. So and they it, did the same thing that yours did. They said, well, instead of one time, could you do it every month? And I said, yes. And then I think she said, I forget what she asked me to do next. So now we're on the third question. And I said, I'm going to say yes to that, but are you going to ask me more things? Right. <laughs> I think we're at the end. She said, no, that's it. So I think that's the reason why I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to discuss this with you, because I mean, you've, you've said some lovely things. You know, you talk about love, you talk about um, you know, helping. And it's just that point of the way I the way I see things at the moment that it is it's a lot a lot of it's about greed and about money and if you just help somebody like what you mentioned you know your your friend with the cake see if they're okay it goes it's so much more important don't get me wrong there's different causes out there and this is not a knock at charities I'm just trying to make an example that things can be done without money. Yes. And one-on-one. But I do think something like when foster children are aging out, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of states in the United States and some of them are bigger than part of Europe. So they, each state is different as to how they help their foster children age out. And so I don't think that I personally could help as many foster children as I can through working through this um, organization. Because something like 30 or 40% of them end up homeless. Um, a lot of the girls end up in the sex trade. I mean, honestly, it's like kick your kid out at 18 and say good luck and see what happens. Don't right. bother to call home. That's frightening. It and is... so, yeah, I like to work with organizations because of that, because right. I can't do what St. Jude does. So St. Jude, uh, if you're listening to this, anybody in the St. Jude, send Margaret some stickers, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so sad. Now I have to buy my own address. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Get her some stickers. And um, so what about then? So let's do it from the opposite side. Let's talk about not so much negativity, but do you have anyone or anybody challenging you about your spiritual beliefs? Because you know, the topic today is about living, you know, your best life spiritually. But have you ever been challenged uh, from different uh, beliefs, different people that believe in different religions? Uh, you know, Margaret, what are you talking about? You're you're an idiot. Or, I mean, have you ever had that in your life? And how, yeah. if you do have it, how do you handle it? Not really face-to-face. For a long time, we were selling a Christian product online, Bible-based, and lots and lots of, you know, nasty comments left basically trolls trying to get someone to engage and I just don't engage and um, I just hide the comments I don't delete them hide them so no one else sees them so my site didn't turn into that that site we've sold since then I I do when I speak about it I do really try to keep it in terms that people can relate to on their own so it wouldn't matter whether you had a religion or no religion if you just feel that you can um, connect to the divine on some level. That's what I like to talk about. Like whatever gets you there, do that. And you know, one woman, her show is just all about paying attention to your intuition. That's what she calls it. For right. me, I know it's not just my intuition because often the answers are get are things I never would have thought of. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think like that. So yeah. If if God, if has he ever in your mind left you 
Is he always there? I mean, have you ever had a time, say, say through a bad time or a bad experience, have you ever felt, you know, where is he now? Why isn't he here for me? Have you ever had that kind of negative thought? I once after a car accident, I was thinking that. And um, in our church, we can, people give us blessings. And the man who gave me the blessing, I hadn't told him that it's what I was thinking. He just gave me the blessing, but they listened to God. And he said something like, if you are feeling that God isn't here, he is, you need to just reach out again. And I, I do see that, that when I reach out, I eventually get some, I, I don't want to jinx it. I'm like looking around for wood. Okay. <laughs> There's a fake plant behind you there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I I do really work hard to, I don't want to call it hard work because it isn't, but I do have a commitment where I spend time each morning with him. And each evening I do something where I'm reading scriptures, I'm writing my journal. I'm, I think of it as my time to ask him questions. And often I see answers. And then I, in the evenings, I think of that as his time. It's a, it's Christian meditation called contemplative prayer, where I connect to the Holy Ghost. So I knew how, when I felt good about taking that cake to that woman, that is when the Holy Ghost is present. When I feel love, when I feel patient and compassion. And so I have been doing that enough, literally decades now that I can just sit down and connect to that and then just sit there and do the typical meditation right where I let my thoughts go. I let my thoughts go and just open myself to whatever God wants to give me. And I just had two amazing experiences. I'd like to have it happen every night, but I don't think you could deal with it. So every once in a while, something amazing will happen. And while I was sitting there, I had been thinking, one of the prayers I pray about people is, help me to see this person as you do. Help me to love this person as you do. And clearly that's what people who are irritating me because I don't have to pray that about the other people. And he will answer that question. And we also prayed it at the at our marriage. My husband and I will pray that. Help us to see each other as you see us and help us to love each other as you do. And someone said, you should ask God that about yourself. You should say, help me to know how you see me. And and I, I couldn't bring myself to do it because I thought either I'm going to be so great, I'll get all prideful and puffed up or so terrible, I'll get discouraged. <laughs> so I didn't yeah. want to do it. And so one of these, that's but I finally did. I finally got the courage because God will only answer when you ask him to say, help me to see. And then I just let it go. And then one night I'm sitting there and he shows me all kind of wrapped up like a baby. You know how you wrap them up, when, especially when they're upset. And I said, is that supposed to be me? And he's like, yes, because you've been wounded. And I thought, well, you know what? I don't really like being wrapped up like that. So I'm not (laughs) I'm just like, you asked God to show him how he saw you. He showed you and you said, no, I don't like that. But I was like, well, yeah, but he he can handle it. And so then later I I got used to it and accepting the fact that probably there was some wounds I had to heal of. And I was working on that with him. And then he showed me myself as an adult, kind of wrapped up like a baby. And I was, I mean, I really, I wish, I'm sorry about that degree of math because my first reaction was, hmm, 
I'm thinking I'm too big for you to hold like that. And he said, I can be as big as I want. So he made himself big. And I'm like this little adult wrapped up. And I'm looking at myself the way you would look at a baby. You know, like how cute. And you don't expect them to be perfect, perfect, right? They're just being who they're being. And then I was kind of loving how he loved me. And then he handed me to me and I loved me. And that's the first time in my whole life that I felt I truly loved me just as I am not having to fix me or make me better. And the offshoot of that was that I was freed up to love everybody else the same way. It lasted for some weeks where I just was so filled with love of myself and everyone else that, I mean, I could be standing in a line at the grocery store and the checker is taking forever and I don't care because, you know, (laughs) I just, we're all so great. I just love us. And as that faded, I realized I can reconnect to that just like I can reconnect to the spirit. I've had that experience and I often do. I remember that kind of thought I had vision, personal vision, not like I'm a prophet. And I can reconnect to that feeling. So those are the kinds of things that I get from God. And do Margaret, I mean, it's 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 fascinating to hear you um you have this it's it's very disciplined i mean if somebody annoys you say for example somebody's really getting on your nerves not not the alligator now but no no (laughs) a person yes i know person i mean how i know myself now it's taken me a long time to kind of shut off from uh, idiots and but i kind of realize now that maybe you know, it's just a clash of personalities or they just we just don't get on with each other or it's just it just just one of those things. And I don't react um, to it. I'm probably inside. I'm 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 burning. But on the outside, I'm kind of like, ah, whatever. I mean, with your with your, you know, love of God and, and, and your, your spirituality, do you get moments where you just have to kind of keep a cool head in your own mind that's not god that's not talking to you it's it's your right. own brain thinking margaret right don't don't react don't don't get involved right or is that part of the process that you've you've been through this so much with experience and life that you get used to it right no i think you have to i i would call it integration so the experiences i've had then i'm out just living my regular life i have to bring it back to mind and integrate it into what's going on as you said I I can be irritated with people and I remind myself, I can actually say this prayer, help me to see this person as you do, or I can connect it to my own ability to feel that love for myself that just sort of falls out and covers everyone else. And, and I, that love was with all my imperfections, I'm worth loving. And when, when I can connect to that, then I connect to someone else. Did I always do that? No, but I, I am able to recognize when I'm not doing it. That's the point, right? Recognize when I'm not doing it and then immediately do that connecting or not. Depends on how I'm feeling, you know? (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, I don't feel like being loving right now, but yeah. Is, is, I mean, um, in the introduction there, uh, you're a Reiki level two healer. Is that correct? Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Reiki? Reiki. Reiki. What does that involve? 
it's interesting because I just really wanted to become a massage therapist and the massage therapist said, the first thing I'm going to do is tune you to Reiki and Reiki is the ability to, you know, it's referring to that earth, that life force It's it's the ability to feel that. And at first, and then you can use your hands, Reiki level one, you have to kind of touch people and they will then feel that healing force coming through and people do feel it. They'll be, they'll say, Oh my gosh, I feel that. And I was helping a woman who had, let me see, um, fibromyalgia, which they don't want to be touched really. So she didn't want a massage. So all I could do was Reiki. And I can remember sitting next to her in a meeting and I could tell she was struggling and from the pain because how, you know, you kind of wiggle around and you're not comfortable. And so I just started the Reiki process, which involves some thought and symbol, and then just held my hand behind the back of her neck. And after a couple of minutes, she turned to me and said, thank you. And so I know there's something there and I can connect to that and use it in a healing way. And is it? So that's what Reiki is. Do they need like one session or two sessions or how does it work? Is it like a continuous process or just dependent on the individual themselves? I I think it's dependent. I, how do I explain this? Um, My uncle offered to put me through medical school. I really, I like to share with people how terrible a person I am because they're like, wow, she's (laughs) having all these experiences and she's this terrible. Imagine what could I could do. So I, he offered to put me through medical school and I thought, no, please, people get on my nerves. I, I can't see myself <laughs> being a doctor, you know? And so I, as I was doing Reiki and massage therapy, people kept coming back to me with the exact same problem. It didn't resolve it for them. I had to keep doing it and keep doing it. And I wanted to say, change your life. You know what I mean? Like eat something different. Like doctors, like if you're just ate something different and exercise, you wouldn't have to keep taking this blood pressure medicine, which is why, as I said, I'm not a doctor because it gets on my nerves <laughs> doing the same thing for the same people because they wouldn't make any long-term change. But I did do it and I did feel compassion for them. Um, so, so when you say, do they need one session or multiple for most people, because they aren't going to make any long-term change in their own life, probably multiple. Right. Uh, I'm on your, I'm being nosy now. I'm on your website, um, in his footsteps.com. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she let go and let God by giving him her to do list. Now you have, you have a newsletter, you have podcasts, you have a blog, you have books. Can, can you, you're just, you're nearly finished one of another, one of your new books. Is that correct? It's yes. uh, Love yes, I hope they one with Parker. Time. Yes. So, yes. But let me say, because this is really my message and we haven't really gotten to the true message, which is people say, I'd like to give my life to God. And I say the way I did that is I started giving him my daily to do list because my to do list is my day and my day is my life. And as he worked with me on my daily to do list, my life began to change. And my first question, because I was so overwhelmed as a single mom sole financial support, going to the university, working full-time, eight children, I could not get it all done. And I, as an executive, certainly knew how to set priorities. But I began to say to God, help me, help me know what I have to do today just to get through the day and make sure the right things get done. And then over time, that changed to 
what do you want me to do today? And that's when my life really changed. So the books then, so they're generally, it's, it's, um, how is it written? Is it written on your general experiences or to help somebody? Yes, yes. It basically it is, but then it has this kind of weird. So basically they're memoirs, but people read it and try it. So like, well, you know, right. I'm going to try that. I'll say that prayer because I share what happened when I prayed that prayer about seeing people like God does about my 15 year old. And so the first book, I think of them as faith, hope, and charity, but those words aren't in it. My first book is, here's what happened when I started giving my daily to-do list over to God, because that's one of those things that are simple, but not easy. Like, oh, you could lose weight, just eat less calories than you burn. Well, okay, fine, but no. (laughs) That's not that easy. (laughs) So I go through the whole process of times when I really struggled of what happened when I did, because that's always fun to read. And then the second book, we decided at one point, now I'm remarried, wasn't on my 20-year plan, but it was on God's. And I, my husband and I decided to give or sell everything we had and go serve three to four years just as missionaries in different places. Wow. And so, yeah. And so I think of that as hope because for us, we see people's lives change when they connect to God. Uh, and he's the one who changes the lives and heals people. And so that book is about what happened when we did that. And and so that was kind of 24-7, giving our lives to God. And then the third book, the one I'm working on, is how I would say two people who were wounded created a healing marriage and a fun, and I would say fun. We created just great love. And you would think, since God told me that I was going to meet the person I was going to marry the next fall, that when I met him and we married, that this would be you know, a match made in heaven. And let us say that our match made in heaven had a lot of hell in it. And we really had to learn how to create a healing marriage for each of us and for our children. And so that's what that book is about. Can I I ask when you remarried, I mean, did, did your husband have the same spiritual beliefs? Was that part of your uh, decision to remarry? It was, it was, yes, he, I could not have done that without that. I know women who do, but I could not, I, it's too important to me. Right. And he, a lot of men don't go to church if they're single or, and they don't get involved. Well, in Catholic church, yes, but I'm, I'm talking about yeah, sure. other churches. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's those priests. And so, <laughs> say nothing. <laughs> and so, I thought, well, um, here was a man who had been single for nine years and was very active and very involved helping people in his church. And so I, I knew we would be good together. And that's probably the best part of our relationship, our willingness to help other people together. That's brilliant. I have a review here on your website from Justine. She's, uh, she said, I like the spoken matter of the fact, the way the author describes her daily walk with God. I like the bits and pieces of wisdom throughout. It was a breath of fresh air from what I'm used to reading. It has little to do with productivity and everything to do with being led by the spirit and serving others by asking God what to do every day. So what do you think then, before we go, what do you think, I mean, as simplistic as possible, what can 
the average person do? Because I mean, there's so much stuff out there at the moment, information about the environment, and you shouldn't be taking flights, you should be doing eating meat, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. And people are so confused that I think from, from my side of it, I can see they're so confused. There's so much information out there in the media, for example. They're like, well, yeah. if I do this, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't do that. If I do that, I shouldn't do this. And then, yes. you know what I mean? And I get, I get so you can't much, move. You can't move. Stand right here. That's yeah, and they're right. so they're so kind of agitated and 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 visibly, what I can see, they're so agitated and, and angry, and they're like, you know, they probably want God to tell them what to do because yes, it's, it's a little bit simpler. So, I mean, all that aside, I mean, is it just being kind? Is that what you're trying to get at, Margaret? Is it just being kind to each other? And, and you know, yet again, I mean, I, I think about this most of the times. Why are we on this planet? I mean, I know yeah. we can talk about God and stuff like that, but what's the purpose here? If we're all going to be arguing with each other and, and agitate right. with each other, it's not much of a happy life. No. So um, what do you think before we go as the words of inspiration, Margaret? It's over to you. How can people be happy <laughs> in their lives? <laughs> well, I'm just going to say again that, um, yes, we can just be kind. But what happens when you start turning your life over to God by turning each day over to him is you are led to specific people and to using your talents in specific ways that creates the world a better place. So that anyone could just be kind, David. But what happens to me is beyond kind. A kind person wouldn't take a chocolate cake to a diabetic that that would be that would be a, a vindictive person trying to get somebody <laughs> somebody unwell yeah. no i hope i there hope i don't go. see a report on the florida florida news or any of the american tv uh, news channels to say that the alligators have have been attacked in florida by uh <laughs> by a woman yeah parading around i said oh no she told me she told me oh maybe god told her to do that who knows that's right who knows knows? so where where then before we so uh the innisfootsteps.com is your website your books is your books you can you can get your books just generally from your website or you can get it anywhere else you can get them in most of the sites amazon barnes and nobles um you can ask for them in bookstores i do have they are on the amazon uk sites i have let me see. I also have a couple of audio. I have the, the first book is as an audio book too. And the second book will be as an audio book next month. I'm working on that. So and are you on all the, the social media platforms, the LinkedIn's and the Instagram's and the Facebook's, or are you just your website? No, I'm on the social media platforms. And as you scroll down, you'll see the links to those. And I do have a newsletter. It only comes out once a month. It's typically stories like the story about the chocolate cake and uh, what's happening with the books. And so next month, I hope to have some coupons to get the audible book for free when it's released. So that's where we are. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you this one last question? Do you miss the high tech industry? Do you miss it? I did because I loved computers and I loved what I did, but I don't miss it now. I I missed it for maybe the first three or four years. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, thanks very much uh, for Margaret Agard for chatting today on the Wellbeing uh, Career Work podcast. I will put all the links and the information to Margaret in uh, with the podcast as soon as release, which should be very shortly. So thanks very much, Margaret, for chatting with me today. Okay. Thanks, David.